Welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. I would now like to introduce our tax practice leader, Joe Bouble. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. My name is Joe Bouble. I'm a tax partner in the New York City office and the firm's tax practice leader. And today, we're uh, pleased to have Ron Hecht, who is a tax partner in our White Plains office and our subject matter expert on individual taxes. Ron, welcome. Thank you, Joe. Glad you're here at this time of the year. This is our second uh, podcast that we'll be talking about some year-end planning items. So why don't we start off, Ron, talking about some basic planning for flow-through entities. Be glad to. The what we still refer to as the new tax law that we've now had a year to begin to digest has presented us with now what we see many opportunities for individuals to be able to reduce their taxes um, while maximizing their return on their businesses. Um, First thing that we would need to deal with and most important that people tend to forget about is if you've got an interest in a flow-through business that is losing money for tax purposes, um, one needs to be very careful before the end of the year that they have sufficient basis to take advantage of the losses that will be allocated to them. They can take advantage of them by making loans to businesses, putting additional capital into businesses, and maybe they should discuss with their counsel uh, the opportunity to guarantee loans to create basis in certain situations. Okay. Um, Certainly beyond that, uh, looking at the income side, which we all hope is what we are looking at at the end of the year, um, because of the new Section 199A tax deduction for small businesses, There is a balancing act between the income that an individual earns and the limitations placed on that deduction uh, by the amount of salary through the business. Um, It's an opportunity between now and December 31 to optimize the salary that a small business owner takes, keeping in mind that while there are limitations on the deduction, we also need to be concerned with reasonable compensation issues. And that would be for an S corporation. And that would be for an S corporation, correct. If an individual is either self-employed or is a partner in a partnership, the salary issue would would only be effective for the individuals that are working for the company. Um, Pension contributions are another area where we have always talked about wanting to put away money for retirement. The ability to further leverage pension contributions by managing taxable income to the point that what would otherwise be ineligible flow through businesses to make them eligible is something that we would always be happy to discuss um, in detail with people as needed. Uh, One of the more basic plans um, that still, despite the limitation on individuals' state and local tax deductions that we need to deal with carefully over the next few weeks, would be the prepayment of all reasonable state and city entity income taxes 
to maximize the deductions and bring down self-employment income. Um, and again, on the flip side, the last thing to be concerned about, again, a change from previous years with the new law, is the $500,000 limit on excess business losses during the year. And it's an opportunity if an individual has either self-employed businesses that they own or are partners in businesses that are losing money to look at the opportunity to accelerate business income into this year to offset what otherwise would be currently unusable losses that would carry over to future years. Okay, good. So that's it on the business side. So let's talk about on the investment side a little bit on uh, somebody has a portfolio of stocks and bonds, what should they be doing? or if they have an IRA or a 401k account? Um, the use of reviewing portfolios is something that we've been doing for years. Uh, and we the best thing to still be doing is in this market where we are fortunate enough to have t uh, long-term capital gains for the year, we should be looking at our portfolios, um, talking to our investment advisors and seeing what securities are we holding that might have losses built into them? Um, and the suggestion here is to sell those losses, sell those securities at a loss, take the loss to reduce what would otherwise be taxable gains, and to the extent that our advisors feel that these securities are still a good long-term security to hold on to, um, we need to be aware of the wash sale rules, which do not allow the taxpayer to reinvest in a security that they sold at a loss uh, within 30 days either side of when they dispose of the security. Um, an old tried and true um, procedure that still works very well. Glad to hear some of the old things still some work. Some of the old things That's still nice. do work nicely. Not everything has changed. Yeah. Um, and again, in lost years, something to consider, and this is not just with investment losses, but if an individual has very low taxable income anticipated for the year um, and they are sitting on investment, uh, investment gains in their IRAs, uh, it's an opportunity to consider converting those IRAs into Roth IRAs. And the great advantage there is while the Roth conversion uh, would create income that is currently taxable, uh, if you have little, little or no income, there may be no taxes to be paid, and the growth of those Roth vehicles uh, would continue to be tax-free going forward. Um, and the other great advantage of the Roth IRA accounts is the ability to not be required when you get to mandatory distribution ages for regular pension plans, you're not required in, in general to take distributions out of your Roth IRAs. Oh, that's great. So Ron, just to finish up, we've talked a little bit about uh, income tax planning, but let's just talk about a little bit about some year-end gift tax planning. Right. Two things. Um, the annual exclusion, which currently is $15,000, 
where an individual can give $15,000 as a gift to any gift recipient that they choose to. That's not something that carries over from year to year. So now is the time as year end and the holidays are approaching. Consider using the $15,000 gift exclusion because if you don't use it, um, it disappears. Uh, there are ways if you are looking to do more than $15,000 that we can assist you in leveraging that into greater amounts. Um, and the other nice piece of news that we got from the Internal Revenue Service uh, earlier in the month was the concern that if and when the current $11 million uh, annual uh, lifetime the other piece of news that we got from the Internal Revenue Service is confirming that going forward, if there is a reduction to the $11 million lifetime exclusion for gifting, uh, if that is reduced, the Internal Revenue Service has confirmed that gifts that are excluded under current law will remain excludable from gift taxation regardless of what the changes in law are going forward. And that will be remained to be excluded from gift and estate tax. Correct. Going forward. Going forward. So it's important for people to use that gift tax exemption now while it's in the law to the extent uh, yes. they can. Yes. And the thing people should be aware of if doing that between now and the end of the year is while the federal exclusion is in excess of $11 million, many states have that have gift tax and estate tax laws have lifetime exclusions that are significantly lower than the federal amounts and should be aware that while federal gift planning may be tax-free up to the larger levels, they should be aware of potential state taxation for the same gifts. Right. And one other thing I want to add on the gifting is also maybe you could talk about uh, paying tuition and medical expenses. Yes. If you've got children, grandchildren, um, or siblings, anybody really uh, that has tuition or, or medical expenses, those amounts, if you pay them directly either to the educational institution or pay medical bills directly for um, individuals, those do not count uh, against your annual or lifetime gifting exclusions. Great. Thanks, Ron. A very powerful way to, in, in effect, increase the $15,000 gift uh, exemption amount on an annual basis. Yes. So uh, thanks again, Ron, for uh, coming in today. This was very good. Uh, say goodbye to everyone. This, again, is Citrin Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast, and please look out for our next installment shortly. Thank you.